Welcome to Toffee Blue View, your source for all things Everton. I'm Jerry. Max is here. Uh, he's doing he's doing some new things with his hair. I know. I knew that I'd get brought up from time or another, and I'm waiting for a lot of the comments on it. I'm channeling me in a David Beckham from 2003. I um, <laughs> I got I got a load of headbands for my birthday yesterday. I think it was a sly little dig saying, you know, yeah, it's getting too long, so. Either get it cut or wear these, and I've just made the choice to just wear these around the house. So nice, <laughs> you know. So so also, uh, happy birthday, Max. Thank you. It's a day late, uh, but yeah, he's he's catching up to me, and that's my that's my plan. <laughs> so it works. Uh, so yeah, for those for the podcast folks out there who are listening and don't have visual of Max at the moment, yeah, he's rocking kind of a Gareth Bale style. Uh, Style look, yeah, except he has a tremendously thick red beard at the same time. So, yeah. Oh, don't um, be telling me it's red. I'm going to have to shave it all off of it. Start getting too ginger. Hey, I, I, when I grow beard and mustache, my mustache comes back red, but nothing oh. else. Just the mustache and the rest <laughs> is like, you know, brown, gray. Yeah. Uh, it's such a bizarre, like, color combination for me. Oh, but. I know. It's a nightmare. <sighs> And uh, by the way, for those of you uh, who are confused, this is actually an Everton podcast, I yeah, promise. Yeah, I'm not just talking about my hair. <laughs> it's not all about facial hair, but it can be if you'd like. Write a review about that. Uh, message us. Um, so uh, anyway, um, it's a, a little bit more of an abbreviated show today. Um, but we do have to preview uh, Bournemouth. So uh, podcast folks, that's... That's how it's starting. We're going to start with the Bournemouth preview. Then we're going to go into uh, our our choices for uh, starting eleven. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about who uh, will not be available. Uh, Silva just had a press conference, so we'll discuss that. And uh, then we'll we'll give a little attention to Marcel Bronze because the man has just he's just been a miracle worker this summer. Uh, not only bringing in some quality talent, but also giving uh, our unused talent a home, mm-hmm. finding them a home. They're not too good for their home. Just saying. Sorry, that was a weird, twisted, happy Gilmore quote, and I'm not sure if anybody got it. It works better when you're like, are you too good for your home? So, yeah. Uh, oh, anyway. Don't, don't start with Adam Sandler. I know. I know. It's, I, I, it would be, this would turn into a Sandler podcast. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, it's one of those things, like, you can go to film school all you want, but you still have the guilty pleasure of, you know, Billy Madison and... all right so let's get on to the Bournemouth preview and let's talk they've won their first two games they beat West Ham and Cardiff uh their fifth or sixth kind of tied I guess with Spurs on Mm -hmm. points and goal differential uh with six points uh probably gonna run with Begovic Smith uh S. Cook uh Ake Daniels Brooks Gosling Sermon Fraser Fraser Fraser. Fraser. We had this debate. We talked about this before. Yeah, yeah, let's not go into that because it's. This is what got Dave talking about the show, Fraser. It's in the TV shows galore. (laughs) That's nice. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that discussion. (laughs) Uh, And then uh, up top, Wilson and King. Um, As far as their danger men, uh, Max, who are you thinking? You immediately look at that lineup and you think 
uh, they might give us trouble. I'm not too sure. I've got to be honest. I haven't, I haven't watched in, enough of Bournemouth. I just know they've got off to a really good start. Um, and my knowledge, I've got, I've got to hold my hands up and just say it, it's not the best. I know they've had a kind of ro- rotation of the squad. I know Benicophobe was, you know, formerly the force to be reckoned with, and he, he seems to have done the rounds and gone about him. I know they brought in that Lerma for a, mm-hmm. for the Colombian national team, and I don't know if they. they I know I, I read a, an article saying that they were going to ease him in. I don't think. Yeah, he's I don't quite, think he's going to be available. Yeah, I don't think he's quite ready to jump in yet. But I, I know, as I say, uh, my knowledge isn't the greatest. But you know, you, you always kind of come around to talking about Eddie Howe on the subject of Bournemouth and the job that yeah. he's done through, you know, their ascension through the ranks and his philosophy, his style of football, which comes to a point where I think this is a really good game to, you know, get Zuma on the pitch if Bernard's fit enough to, get, you know, get get out there, get him out there, because the, the Bournemouth play a template of football, which I think those who are new to the Premier League, what if they get a taste of it, it'll do them the world of good for the rest of the season. Um, you know, they're not the world beaters of the likes of the top six, however, Coming up against that that style, you know, the, the short pass and move, high physicality, that's going to be a, a really good stepping stone into getting used to the league. Yeah. Um, I mean, I look at I look at them. And I think one of the main things that they have over us is they have had the same manager for so long. Mm-hmm. They have a system in place. They all know what's expected of them, and they've known it for a while. Um, I, I mentioned a similar issue with Wolves. Um, the benefit of playing Wolves was they weren't used to playing Premier League opposition. Mm. And they're still sort of not. Yeah. Uh, Bournemouth is. Uh, however, they've their first two matches, they were not playing strong op- opponents. You know, it was West Ham and Cardiff. Mm. Uh, Cardiff's brand new t- to the Premier League, and West Ham has a ton of new players and a new manager. Very new system. Um, they're going to be a little bit chaotic for a while. Mm. Uh, I think they're... It's really early, but I still think their record maybe flatters them a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, we really have to watch out for uh, their forwards, their two strikers, Wilson and King. Oh, um, of course, of course. Yeah, and, and especially any kind of balls put, because I feel like this has been a very common theme for us getting scored on, a cross that, has been, that slices just behind the center backs to where one of those forwards can slip just behind them and just get a little tap in or a header, mm-hmm. and I—that's I, my biggest concern of those aerial balls behind the back line. Those two forwards as well that you mentioned, you know, Wilson and King. I'm I'm really surprised because I know King's racked racked up a fair amount of goals these last few seasons. I'm quite surprised that someone else hasn't come into him, come in for him. But mm-hmm. you know, as you say, that kind of, that partnership, it's going to be a real test for the back line. Um, you know, yeah. quick movement into the feet and in behind as well. They, they're going to have to be aware. And it, it got mentioned in the press conference earlier today, you know, the smaller stadium, however, you know, it's still a big test. Yeah. Yeah, we've had difficult matches there in the past. Um, mm-hmm. For goodness sake, if we get, if we take the lead in extra time, let's just not celebrate for long and go oh, ahead and God. set up. I know, well, let's, let's just, not, let's not let's just, pitch. Let's just get on with it. I just want the three points, guys. <laughs> Honestly, though, at home, I was I was celebrating. I think I'd probably fallen on the floor laughing, so happy. So I, I get the celebration. Uh, but that, however, that junior uh, Stanislas, though, he, 
he's always a thorn on our side whenever we. I think he's out though. By the way, is he? Yeah, I saw him on a list of players that will probably not be playing. So he is a quick player, Mm. though, for sure. Um, Yeah, I made sure and looked for him Mm. (laughs) for the same reason. Yeah, Uh, terrible. Um, So. we're going to be doing our starting 11 in a separate segment. That will be the next segment, so stay tuned, everybody. Um, but predictions. Let's finish with our predictions. What What's going to happen here, man? Um, but I, I'm, I'm feeling confident and optimistic enough to predict a victory. It's just whether I've, I've got the faith in the defense, whether they're going to be shored up enough to keep the clean sheet. Um I think I'm going to keep myself in check. I'm going to go for a 2-1 win. I think we are going to concede. Um, I would agree. I do think we're going to concede. I'm going to say 3-1. That, uh, 3-1 Blues. Anything else about Bournemouth, man? No, bring it on. Let's keep the, let's keep the good results coming. Yeah, positive vibes. Blues are positive. Black is white. <laughs> Up is down. What Cats gener- and dogs living together. What generation? Mass hysteria. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's so strange. Oh. I don't know, but I don't know. It, I don't know. I was pretty positive when uh, when old Martinez was was around for mm. a while yeah, there. True. There was a there was a moment where I was looking forward to games and just thinking we could beat anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. So uh, I'm fine with that kind of beginning. Of course. You know. So, all right. So I guess that's it for our Bournemouth preview. We uh, let's go into our starting eleven uh, versus. Uh, I guess it's Bournemouth. Yeah, mm-hmm. we just got done talking to them. How to forget that? So starting eleven versus Bournemouth. Uh, Silva just gave press conference talking about who is probably available. Um, the two that were the three players that are probably that are not available. Uh, Schneiderlin nursing that injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully back next week, which is sooner than I was expecting. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I was under the impression he had like a hamstring tweak or something. But yeah, I don't know because I've he always did, he, whenever I see a he, hamstring he, tweak, he it's didn't longer. he didn't specify, did he? I, I, no. I watched the press conference and he, he was asked what it actually was that, that was with Snyder, and he didn't. Well, I mean, he said the, the length duration of time that he might be out, but didn't mm-hmm. give us any clues as to what it was. So hopefully, yeah. not not in reoccurring. Um, additionally, uh, Mina and Gomez will not be ready. He said they're probably not going to be ready to start playing until after the international break. So uh, evidently he's – Gomez, obviously, nursing a hamstring yeah. as well. Uh, and Mina is just – he had a little bit of an injury, but he's also just coming back from World Cup. He's getting up to speed. Uh, and honestly, I want him to take his time. Yeah, uh, I want him to learn the system and develop some sort of understanding with another center back. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. That would be fantastic. Uh, so, having said that, where who's starting for you uh, coming up this Saturday? Uh, Jordan Pickford in goal. Seamus Coleman, captain, right back. Centre back. I think that's the main point of contention again, who we play at centre back. But I, mm-hmm. I can't really argue. I'd have to go for Michael Keane and Mason Holgate. Leighton mm-hmm. Baines at left back. Central midfield. Idrissa Gay and Tom Davies. I'll, I'll, I'll stick it stick it with Tom there uh, mm-hmm. on the wings. 
Theo Walcott and Richarlison, um, Gilfie Sigerton, and in front of him, Cenk Tosin. Yeah. So you've got you you slotted Baines in there, right? Yeah. So you've essentially got the same lineup as last week. Is that yeah. correct? Except for Davies comes in, yeah. comes in for Schneiderlin. Mm-hmm. It's tough because Dean is available. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've got Baines in there as yeah. well. Um, Pickford, Coleman, Baines, obviously in the back. Then it gets a little hectic. Because I don't really think that Holgate and Keane have done a whole lot to lose their place, either one. However, I do wonder if one of them dropped the ball on the, the goal last the weekend. Yeah. yeah. And I'm wondering if Silva, because we don't know enough about Silva yet, I'm wondering if Silva is the kind of coach to drop someone because of a mistake. You know, kind of in the you know there are many coaches out there. They see one error, dude, get out. Yeah. It's competition for place. Ronald Koeman, in particular. Mm-hmm. I think uh, not to name drop another team, but reading that Tim Howard autobiography, apparently uh, Ferguson mm. was like that very much. Yeah. Uh, by the way, in that Tim Howard autobiography, I'm sure it's been corrected now, but they misspelled Gladys. Did they? Every every time it appeared in the book. Jeez. Somebody was... clearly had done like a find all and replace all thing in yeah. there and the W was in the wrong place. It was like glad wiss. God. I know I know it's a it's a tricky way of spelling it, isn't it? But surely after the first time you learn it, you never forget it. Yeah. There's a there's some stuff like that. So I saw that and I'm like, that's strange. <laughs> you know? Um I don't really know how that gets through, but Somebody apparently did a replace all, didn't catch it. Whatever. Anyway, different subject. Back to the line. We digress. <laughs> uh, so, uh, and I was trying to think if one of them loses, if one of them were to lose their place, would it be Keane or Holgate? Okay. Um, and I don't know the answer. Okay. Mm. Um, because I feel like Keane, well, Keane is a more physical presence. He's bigger. Yeah. He's taller. But he's not as quick. Yeah. However, and so initially I put Zuma and Holgate as our starters. But then I remembered that Zuma is right footed. Mm. Well, so is Keane. But yeah. Keane has been training at that left center back position. So would we slot Zuma in at right center back to go with him? I don't know. Mm. I'm so confused. I know, possibly. Uh, that is a, I think that's a, a dilemma that we don't want to fall back to be victims too because I know when Sylvan Distan left all those years ago we never really solved the issue I, well, yeah. I personally feel anyway that being said just before you go on to the rest of your lineup, I do think I mean they don't want to get too cocky because Everton, Evertonians know cockiness is your own worst enemy but yeah. um, if, if, we're, if we're cruising save two goals for the good I'd, I'd love to see Zuma you know get out there onto the pitch yeah so yeah. Uh, so initially I wrote down Zuma Holgate, then I wrote down Zuma Keen. But for now, I think I'm just going to go Holgate Keen. I think I'm going to go with what, because I feel like Silva, I don't think their errors were as bad. Uh, I do think he's going to get Zuma in there. Mm-hmm. I think Zuma is ready, and I think if we're up and we need to hold a lead near the end, he will he will put him back there. And I think he'll throw Dean in at that left wing position the way he did against Wolves. 
I think we'll see that, mm. you know. Also, Gay, Davies, uh, Sigurdsson, Walcott, Richarlison, Tosin. Boring, boring, whatever, yeah. you know. Uh, and Bernard, I could see Bernard being on the bench. Maybe getting a late cameo. Hopefully. I don't know. However, if he does, I think he typically does play that kind of left forward position that Richarlison would yeah. play. But I'm assuming he's got some flexibility, so maybe he'll sub him in for Walcott. Yeah, definitely. And Richarlison, you know, despite how how good he's been, he hasn't, but he hasn't lasted the 90 yet, has he? So that that could be a likely substitution. Yeah. So uh, I guess that's it. Anything else on a, on a starting eleven or anything else about you think uh, about you, the way you think things might go just, this Saturday? Yeah, just on just on the the Leighton Baines Luca Dini thing. I I really think Baines has been one of our best performers so far this season. Um, yeah. I think it's a testament to him as a player, as a man. I think he's he's adjusted really well to the new regime, which a lot of senior players would otherwise sometimes struggle. Mm. Um, so yeah, I I really do think Baines deserves to be in the starting eleven. There's a very good reason why the guy is like my favorite player. Yeah, you know, um, without the history that a lot of other Everton supporters have. Uh, ever since I started supporting, he has just been this hardworking professional. Plus, he's just such a laid-back, funny guy. Yeah. But he's looked great. You're right. And he's he's not going to be around for too, too much longer because you want him to just last forever. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, man, uh, this could be the game where we see him hit the bench and all the other starters are the same awesome. in order to just – in order to make sure we give Dina that, that – like fair shake that everybody else is settled. You know what yeah. I mean? I feel like if you're going to bring in a new player, make sure everybody else has been together for a while to to give them a chance. Because when you're bringing in like four players in new positions, it's going to be chaos yeah. one way or another. So good point. Anyway, very cool. Well, we're feeling good about this just because we're playing well. Bournemouth is no slouch though; they've played well this season as well. So, uh, yeah, fingers crossed. This, uh, this gets knocked out. So we, uh, we'll move on. After the window closed, we've had even more business tumbling through for Everton. It's been primarily outgoings. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if you speak with almost any Everton supporter, they would say that one of the best signings we have made in years is Marcel Bronze. Okay, everybody seems to be very happy with our incomings, uh, which was Richarlison, Mina, Digne, Bernard, Zuma, Andre Gomez, João Virginia, um, and I'm not even sure that may be it. Um, but every single one of those fills a need. You know, before beforehand, we talked many times about yeah, it would I we really need a backup left back, or we really need a starting left back, we really need center backs, heck, we got two, mm. we really need a center mid to kind of either replace Schneiderlin or give him confrontation, com, uh, to give him competition, there's that, we got, we got two attacking wing options, all right, in Richarlison and Bernard, um, man, it's good, we're really happy, uh, so in, incomings were good. Outgoings, as I think, as impressive. The sheer list here that I have. Uh, you know, these players went out. 
Okay, uh, this is a list. Garbett, Martino, Ashley Williams, Onyukuru, Morales, Besic, Klaassen, Rooney, Vlasic, Tereshaj, uh, Funes Mori, Joe Williams, Colin Connolly, uh, Anthony Robinson, and Bolasi. All right? There may be more. Mm-hmm. That's massive, Max. That's, 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 that's incredible. It's like 15, 16 outgoings. Um, I know a lot of those, you know, Joe Williams, Callum Connolly, Anthony Robinson, they're all kind of youth prospects for the future out on loan and by all accounts doing really well. All the moves that they've made have been, you know, really suitable for the career paths. And in terms of the other, like, other outgoings, Funes Murray, Klassen, and now the recent one in, in Balassi. Not so much Besic. I'll get on to Besic later because I'm a Besic fan. But some of these players that we've shifted that at the start of the window, they looked like they weren't going anywhere. No one wanted them. No one wanted to pay the, pay the price for them. Mm-hmm. And as we've mentioned, it's a testament to Marcel Brands' business abilities to to reap the rewards of what's to come you know getting getting rid of all those players freeing up squad places the i think it you know you need a 25 man squad and we had 31 32 players on our books incredible yeah uh there are players that i think you could see filling a role over the next few years you know obviously we want onikuru back obviously we want him here um but he's got to get some games with nigeria first and if he ever gets Uh, a work permit yeah, and that's and that's how he gets the work permit. Yeah, is through the yeah those Nigeria appearances. Um, so yeah, and obviously we want Anthony Robinson back. We just offered him a new contract. Um, however, when you look at a lot of these, a lot of these are loans, mm. and that's probably the big beef that people have with these outgoings is that they are loans. Um, we're probably going to see some more outgoing loans as well, or or just outright. Sold Pennington, Tyus Browning, Brendan Galloway. These are players that could be sold or loaned mm. out in the next, you know, whenever. Yeah. Um, you can see that happening. Um, players that we've all felt had potential but are starting to seem like maybe they're not going to fit. Yeah. Um, but those loans, I think you look at the fact that Luke, we loaned Luke Garbett out. Now, why did we do that? Probably he's, he's getting older. He's probably not going to see any time for us. Well, it's because our initial we just gave him a new contract and we were paying him too much money. Yeah, you know, and no one is going to want to actually take anything like that on. Or Garbett, if he's smart, doesn't want to take that kind of pay. You know, a lower lower in <laughs> lowering in wages. You know what I mean? A docking in wages, whatever. So, I mean, we we loaned out Martina. Nobody yeah. wants to pay him what we were paying him. Same thing with Ashley Williams. The number of loans points out the sheer amount of errors that the previous regime had committed. Definitely. You know? Um, so, so the people that point to the loans, I'm kind of like, well, he's getting them off their books for the – getting them off our books for the most part. We're, we're in a we're – tra- I mean, I know it feels like we've been in a transitional stage for, for years now, but – Again, I feel like this is another reboot uh, of the mm-hmm. Everton revolution. We've finally got an air of professionalism about us now. You know, these, yeah. these roles of director of football and, you know, it's not so much manager, it's head coach because in his press conference today he said, you know, business just isn't his domain. He, he's solely with the players, Marco Silva. Um, it may, it's a big difference from 
a chief scout filling in for the first time as a director of football. And it goes yeah. back to me point that I'm making that, you know, we, we see him like a professional outfit now. And I think we've just got to take these necessary steps, which will take a few seasons, getting rid of all the dead weight. By all means, it's going to mean loaning them out so people can just cut the wages and it gives them a place to play. It's just going to sit away and rot here. Not just that, obviously. obviously you know, we, we want to evolve ourselves as a club. So it's the man management elements of the club just seem to look a whole lot better. And as I say, it'll take a few years, but we're in the right direction. Yeah. Um, I think all of us were a little wary of the director of football position. Um, it seemed like, yes, it works for a lot of those, you know, mega clubs, but mm. why not just have your manager handle all that? We were all a little bit wary of it because it was new. Mm -hmm. um, and I think we were also concerned that we were getting in, the only people we'd be able to bring in would be people who don't have the experience doing it. They'd have to mold their job and it would take, it would take a long time, mm -hmm. what, we had, what we dealt with with Walsh. Um, Browns comes in, he already knows the job. He's ready-made, he walks right into it, um, he's not having to learn on the fly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it just... It's a killer sign. I think with, with, with Brands as well, he knows the elements of a football club that are required to make a football club successful. Whenever mm -hmm. he's put in front of a camera, he emphasises just how important it is to have a productive youth system that brings through mm -hmm. quality. He, he's mentioned the age, which I, I think it's quite interesting, although he said, you know, we, we need our experienced players in there, you know, it, an older head benefits in the dressing room, etc. The average age of our summer signings is just 23 years old. So, yeah. it, as, as I mentioned, it's all pointing in the right direction for the future. And I don't, I genuinely, you know, hand on heart, don't think we would have pulled the likes of Andre Gomez, Luca Dina, and Yeri Mina without the, the persuasiveness of Marcel Brands. Yeah, and you notice, and I think this is Brands and Silva, there are certain players who are not going out on loan that are younger, that a lot of us have had excitement about for a while. Currently, Kieran Dowell still with the team. Yeah. Currently, uh, Beningami still with the team. Uh, Tom Davies, some thought he should be going out on loan. He's still with the team. Mm -hmm. He's probably going to be starting this weekend. DCL, some thought he needed a loan. Still with the team. You know, Lookman, Silva is adamant that we're trying to keep him. Yeah. Whether that's a smokescreen or not, whatever. But he's adamant. These are young, talented players who may not be completely ready to start week in, week out, but they probably will be. I think he sees that as, you know what, we, if our main starters get injured, they can slot in and do an admirable job. Yeah, and I, I think the fact that the, the, you know the, it, there is a duo, so to speak, it, it helps a lot in terms of for, for the players because with the, the Luchman situation, for, for example – Silva's come out clearly and said, technically, he rates the player really highly. Um, and I just think those the, the difference in opinion, you know, you've got your manager, then you've got your director of football. The manager has made it obvious as day that he wants you to stay. And, he, you know, he thinks very highly of you. And, and it kind of ties into what you were saying about the, the manager handling all the business otherwise. The manager doesn't have to be a front for the club. 
in that sense. He can be, you know, he can speak his mind and he can speak freely, which is, has come across from Marco Silva in his press conferences. He, he really reminds me of Jose Mourinho when he came over in 2004, the kind of allure he's got and, and how he speaks. But having the kind of, it, it's dynamic, I think. You've got someone with the business savvy of Marcel Brands and, and the people power of Silva. Um, it, yeah. It's a recipe for success. Yeah, we are. Yeah. I, I think right now, uh, Bronze is going to have to do a lot to kind of sully our opinion of him before January. Yeah. When he will get back into high gear. Um, you know, he is. Go- he did say after he starts getting these, any other other players shipped out, he's going to start focusing on, like, the youth, like 15, 16-year-olds and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So I want to see what he's going to do with that. Yeah, and also I want to see moving forward. He mentioned he's got involved in the kits as well. What would that? What would happen with that? Mm-hmm. I don't even know. And so, yeah. So uh, yeah. Anything else on on Marcel? Um, I, I know you just mentioned there. You can't see our opinion of him being sullied until way past January. I think there might be a few naysayers if, if Luchman eventually does get sold. But, that is really that is a good point, and I don't know why I didn't think about that. There will be naysayers about that. You're yeah, totally right. Well, yeah. I, um, I just think he he brings a resilience with him. Obviously, that you know the job he did at Alkmaar and the job he did at PSV. I think he mm-hmm. you know the proofs in the pudding with it with the longevity that he served the clubs that he knows his way around situations. It, it would have been lovely to see what he'd have done. Around the the town, we sold the likes of Stones, Barkley, and Lukaku. Or if that would have even happened under Brands, yeah. but you know, it, it's all good for me. All good. Yeah. Um, and again, I'm really curious as to what in the world we're going to try to bring in in winter. You know, I'm assuming any kind of injuries we deal with are going to be dictating that. Um, mm. But yeah. Oh, and one other thing: the Zhao Virginia kid. Apparently looked really good in the U23 game this week. Good stuff. Apparently he got a standing ovation when he came back to the locker room. Oh. Have you heard anything like that happening? That's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, that's comforting that our third string keeper, yeah, looks good. That's nice. Sounds like a good signing. Uh, So, yeah, I guess that's it on, uh, on Marcel Braun's Our New Golden God for uh, the big show uh yeah if you were listening via podcast uh please subscribe to the toffee blues podcast and uh rate it if you can if you want to leave us a kind review that'd be that'd be sweet as well please subscribe to the toffee blues youtube channel uh we're nearing 1100 subs um yeah and that is all because of you so thank you um also check out max's work on the toffee blues website uh he's got uh, some analysis on there a lot of other people do too there's a lot of talented people that, that uh, contribute to that site, so please check them out. Um, also, uh, yeah, just uh, please follow the Toffee Blues on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. Right? So I think that's it, Max. Uh, I think we're, we're ready to ready to cut out. Uh, so, Max, thanks a lot, man. As always, been a pleasure. All right, everybody, we'll, uh, we'll see you after the next match. So, bye.